Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I learned how to read a picture book. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, there have been a lot of accusations lately. <laughs> I, I I don't. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, just talking about ones about us. Uh, yes, yes. Or 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 maybe are we a drama channel now? <laughs> talking about. Look, there have been a lot of accusations flying around. Uh, are, and then it's are are we talking about perhaps like influencer culture, YouTube, Twitch, or or maybe political accusations? Ooh, getting spicy. Like, yeah, th- this is where we're. There's gonna... a lot of ways this can go. Yeah, I mean, we're changing. We're the whole format of the podcast. It's no longer going to be about anime. It's going to be about our 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 hot and spicy political and or influencer takes. Uh, Putin <laughs> would be a horrible TikToker. <laughs> Oh, and, and just just for that, you've gotten this episode marked by the man himself. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, hey, we've already been banned from him from previous jokes at his expense. Uh, and now true, that he's, true. you know, like basically Hitler, uh, we don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to feel bad about that. Oh, man. But, uh, so uh, so I, I assume that we're, we're not talking about influencer drama or uh, p- political controversies, Sean. Uh, not, 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 uh, to the grand scheme of things, no. We're talking, uh, the accusations I'm talking about are acu- accusations of us of being vindictive towards each other. <laughs> All right, uh, let, let, I want to clear up the record right now. Oh, Look, okay. Sean and I, we are, we're close friends. We know what we signed up for. Yeah. Um, and I also want to point out to everyone who says we're vindictive to each other, um, I'm not vindictive. He starts it. He's the one who started everything. I've never thrown the first punch. All right. Look how many episodes of the podcast we recorded before I hit him with an April Fool's. All right, motherfuckers. Like, I want to make it abundantly clear that if you weigh the the sheer pain that we've inflicted on each other through this podcast, it doesn't even come close. All right. Like, it is it is monumental lopsided so i just i just want to clear up those those accusations right right off the right off the bat <laughs> oh god it's not vindictive for me to want justice is what i'm saying <laughs> it's not uh, i'm not seeking vengeance i am just seeking to right the wrongs uh, okay okay and uh <laughs> whatever you say bud i mean I will also say, I don't think people would listen to the podcast as much if it was just me being tortured by whatever you could come up with. I feel like that wouldn't be, like, there, there's not much broad appeal because it's like... <laughs> your, your pain is less marketable. Yeah, like, <laughs> like we've got the specific pain of a man who doesn't really consume Japanese media being forced to consume some really bad Japanese media. Like, that's that's broad and outreaching and marketable. Like, we can, we can uh, bring in a wide variety of people with that. But if the premise of our podcast was, hey, yo, there's this nerd on the internet and his friend <laughs> makes him cry occasionally. <laughs> Let's listen to that shit. Well, welcome to Making a Weeb Cry. 
the podcast where I just sob into a microphone. It's like <laughs> ASMR, but painfully relatable. Uh, but yes, we, we've received such accusations. So. Yes, yes, yes. And I thought that uh, revenge was an interesting topic because <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I don't think I go for revenge too often. I, oh, okay. I show you a lot of heinous shit, but it's usually for the sake of entertainment. <laughs> it's not because oh, I have any like like deep seated hatred or vile vitriol against no, you. No, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Sean. Like, if okay, you strike me twenty times, I strike you once, you and you're like, and see, I'm not mad about that. Yeah, it's because you know that just by the systemic nature of things, you're going to keep hitting me with trash anyway. <laughs> you don't need to be vindictive. It's inbuilt into the system, so you don't need terrible intentions. You're like, no, it, it's fine. He'll face his comeuppance, whether it's deliberate or otherwise. Like, it doesn't even need to be a factor. What I'm just trying to say, Rem, is that there's no intent behind what I do to you. <laughs> no ill intent. Okay. There's, okay. Just, there's just trying to provide a product that people will enjoy listening to. Uh, and to have a nice conversation with my friend, uh, and to help clear up some of the really bad uh, misconceptions that otakus and weebs have that really need to be talked about from time to time. Uh, so I thought that we should, you and I should talk about revenge as a, a story device today. <laughs> okay, all right. And sure, uh, it, it, which it can be an interesting one. Yeah, because like morally speaking, revenge is bad, right? <laughs> Like, it's bad to be like, oh, man, something bad happened to me. I need to uh, go back and do a bad thing in return, right? Like, that's the general public consensus. I mean, I, I suppose it depends sort of on your definition of revenge, but following, I, I would agree following my definition because you can have, like, self-defense, right? And you can have justice, but revenge, in my opinion, would be something that goes beyond either of those criteria, right? It, it goes beyond the preservation of the self. It goes beyond... uh trying to achieve justice proper revenge is wanting to fundamentally inflict pain for the sake of pain right which is why uh sasuke's revenge story was not all that interesting y'all just saying i i i i don't i don't like when you bring up sasuke i know don't worry we're not gonna <laughs> we're not don't worry that's the only that's only we're only gonna mention sasuke in like tangential terms today <laughs> all right cool i know you have a bit of a complex when it comes to the uh the edgy naruto boy it's because it's it, it's because like four BuzzFeed quizzes have told me I'm Sasuke, even though I'm obviously not. <laughs> Look, man, I'm not going to vouch for the integrity of BuzzFeed quizzes because I don't think they have any integrity. But patterns are patterns is all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. So what, 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 what revenge anime are we watching? So uh, the anime we're going to be watching today is uh, simply titled uh, Masamune Kun no Revenge. Yeah, revenge. And you'll never guess what that translates to. Uh, boy, oh boy, I... Want some juicy revenge? <laughs> no, 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 Rem. That's the plot synopsis. Uh, <laughs> no, no. The translation of the title is just Masamune Kun's Revenge. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Main character's called Masamune. <laughs> All right. And so, what does Masamune want revenge for? You see, that's the thing, Rem. What do you think a good revenge plot consists of? Like, whether whether or not it's uh, justified or like, what makes revenge interesting? Well, uh, first you need to set up the sort of stakes, right? right? You need to you need to get you need to get the audience into the protagonist's head. You need to make them understand why revenge, basically, right? Mm. Because if it's unjustified, well, you can like have a 
comedic reason, right? But if you're taking it at all seriously, then you need to make the audience sympathize with the person who wants revenge, even if they may disagree, right? It, it could be like, oh, I think you're taking it too far, but I understand why you're doing what you're doing. So that's the most important ingredient, I would say. Yeah, to use the Sasuke example, oh, I want to kill my brother because he killed my entire family. Yeah. You know? Two, I, ideally, you want the the revenge to be... I, I think it's always better when it's a little bit more interesting. Right. Like something as simple as you kill, so I kill. It is the blandest, most basic of all possible revenge things, right? Right. It, it's it's better when, one, they've been wronged in a, a particularly unique way. And two, if they're like, okay, I, I'm going to take my revenge in a, a unique character-specific way, right? Right. Uh, so that that's another important ingredient. So kind of like an Ocean's Eleven, but emotionally damaging. <laughs> yes, precisely. Uh, I, I, yeah, if anything, I would say those are probably the two most important ingredients. Okay. So there need yeah be, have to be able to understand where the protagonist or the character in question is coming from, and you have to be able to understand, uh, but also it has to be dealt with in an interesting way to make the story overall compelling. And his reason, the reason is also important, right? Would you say? It, it, go, it sort of touches on both, right? Mm -hmm. So you can have a boring reason. They killed someone I like, so I need to kill them. Uh, or you can have something a little bit more interesting, a little bit more engaging. Okay. Well, uh, I will confirm that this is not a he killed blank, so I must kill blank type of story. Okay, cool. Good. Uh, it's a slice of life. What? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, kind of. A little bit. Uh, slice of life. Uh, quote unquote comedy anime. <laughs> I don't like when you put quotes around it. It's like mentally, I already put quotes around it whenever you say comedy anime. Right. But I don't, when you do it, it seems like there's just no hope. And uh, it is uh, simply about uh, our main character, Masamune, who uh, wants some revenge against a very specific person. Uh, a a rich heiress by the name of um, Akiyadaki. Uh, I was I almost called her Araki, like the JoJo author. Um, <laughs> she is he, he wants revenge against Araki specifically. Dude, uh, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he he wants revenge against a, a rich, beautiful heiress by the name of Aki Adagaki. Uh, you can see how I stumbled over that one, and yeah. uh, his reason for revenge is very, very understandable. I'm sure you'll see. Uh, when he was a young lad, uh, he was. Let's overweight and bullied quite a bit, you know, that very understandable. And uh, one day he uh, asks uh, to be, uh, at the very least, friends, possibly romantically involved. It's hard to say with uh, this girl, uh, Aki Adaki. Uh, I'm just going to call her Aki because Adagaki, okay, cool. Adagaki <laughs> is like, I'm still working on learning Japanese, y'all. And it ain't easy because the owl keeps yelling at me. Uh, and I don't do well when think people yell at me. <laughs> not, and he's not talking about the app. No, the, the owl comes to his house. Yes. And, and like a drill sergeant screams at him at all hours of the day. Keeps saying who, and I'm like, I don't know. I can't read those characters yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know who yet. <laughs> and, uh, essentially, uh, Aki horribly rejects him, uh, brandishing him with the most like a person I'm, I'm sorry are, are we getting an incel story hold on okay he uh horribly rejects uh she horribly rejects him and uh brandishes him with the nickname uh get ready for this piggy and okay 
is like subjected to even more bullying afterwards. And because of this, because of this rejection, Masamune swears revenge. And he, his family moves away and he spends the next several years working on his physical appearance and image to become as hot as possible in order to trick her into falling in love with him so that he can dump her in an equally devastating way. So two things. Yeah. One, seems kind of dumb. Mm. Two, mm-hmm. it has definitely already been done many times. What? This exact plot. What? <laughs> oh, no, Ram, 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 Ram. Do you really think that they would take a plot like this and make it the whole series if it had been done before? Oh, no. All right. Okay. So I have next to no hope for this <laughs> anime. Um, is is there anything else that that's important for me to know about this? Uh, I will Seemingly say, I will say, fire anime. I will say his revenge, like his goal, of course, is to like never be like uh, insulted for his physical appearance ever again, or be reminded of his past and such. Uh, I will say he only enacts his revenge when he realizes he's actually in the same school as this person now. Like, it's not like he seeks her out after it. It's it's like, oh, there she is. I'm going to wreck her day type of thing. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, so I, I I just also want to know, um, y'all don't 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 lead lives like this. All right. <laughs> like, I'm totally fine if like a lot of people say self-improvement shouldn't come from like spite. Yes. <laughs> but I'm totally OK. Listen, if self-improvement comes from spite, that's OK. But. After that, you reach the self improvement. You gotta let go of the spike. Yeah. Is the thing you gotta. I, I'm totally fine if you're like, I'm gonna show all of them just how amazing I can be, and you become amazing. You put in the work, and it actually works out great. Um, but once you actually become great, all right, you you you've succeeded on your goal. Don't put in the mental energy anymore mm-hmm. of of revenge and spite. It's just not gonna be healthy for anybody. Yep. Oh, also, there is a mysterious letter that's given to him that calls him by his old nickname. So clearly somebody recognizes him, but he doesn't know who, and there's a mystery about that. But that's that's supposedly, like, the main plot, and it mentions that. <laughs> okay. But I think we all know why people are watching this and, like, why the show is called what it's called. And I don't know, Rem, I, maybe there's some value in this show, and you're, uh, you're just the one to eke out the value. Uh, yeah, I guess so. And hey, it's got a good ratio of chapters to episodes adapted. Apparently, it's uh, uh, of the 12 episodes available, uh, it was 29 chapters of the manga that they adapted. That's a pretty good ratio. <laughs> cool. And, that, uh, and there's rumors of a second mark. season, so hey, there's that. I've mentioned it before. That does not provide me any confidence. If anything, I maintain single season experiences provide me more confidence in their quality than multi-season experience. Well, sometimes shows are longer than uh, one season will allow, Rem, or uh, original, like, IPs and stories. Yeah, but usually it's just an excuse to not finish the story you're telling in the first season. (laughs) Well, I suppose that'll have to be seen after we watch it. So without further ado, Rem, let's go watch some Masamune-kun no Revenge. Are we getting an incel story? He's just a hot incel. That's my take. (laughs) Masamune's Revenge. I shouldn't have gotten this invested. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after watching five whole episodes of Masamune-kun no Revenge. And Remington, is this the uh, the perfect anime to talk about revenge on? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it. 
not a great revenge anime. Really? Yeah. And now is that a meta reason or like an internal reason? Like the story itself doesn't really uh actually do anything with its the thought of revenge. Yeah, the the notion of revenge quickly gets put on the back burner. <laughs> like, and it still exists. They don't forget about it, but it's one of those things where it's like once every episode they'll be like, oh yeah, this is what I'm trying to do, by the way, I guess. Mm, mm, mm. But if you removed that, you would only change, like, sort of the first episode, the second episode, and that's it. Mm. So you're saying the main draw of the show, if you want to call it that, is, uh, not there? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I have some surprisingly complicated thoughts on this show, Sean. What? Really? Complex shows. Thoughts on this yeah. show. Yep, yep. Uh, I also have some comparisons that'll piss people off, but we'll get to those. Oh, goody. Oh, goody. (laughs) We'll get there. Fantastic. I can't wait. Let's jump into it, Rem. What are your thoughts on, uh, Masamune-kun's revenge? So, we, we open up episode one with, uh, Masamune's, uh, he's posing in the mirror, right? Right. Uh, he's, he's just checking himself out. He gets teased by his sister, um, and his, his mom, his I think it's his mom. His it is lolly his mom. mom? It, it is his mom, yes. She is 40-something. <laughs> but it's a very, you know, I will say, I think this is our first lolly mom. It's been, um, a, yeah, no, we've been doing this for four years, and I, I feel like I've specifically avoided anime with this particular trope. Uh, we, we've, we fit the lolly archetype into just about every other female role, mm-hmm. but not yet mother until now. And I... Hate to break it to you, bud, but there are a lot of lolly moms out there, and every time it shows up, <laughs> no. I am uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. There's just something, it, it doesn't, especially because they're supposed to be the adult, but once again, for some reason, part of the lolly archetype is all is not just looking like a child, but also acting like a child, uh, and it's, it's not great. Uh, but fortunately, the sister and the mom irrelevant characters oh yeah no no after that you rarely see them ever again so you're fine yeah uh we we get some internal monologue from uh masamune and basically he has the internal dialogue of an incel uh, (laughs) where but like Uh... on the other side on the other side it's the same ideology it's the same philosophy uh, <laughs> but from the other side of the coin, where it's also just like all that matters is that you're hot. If you're not hot, you have no value, and nobody even gives a shit unless you're attractive. And it's like, I, hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's a reverse incel? What? A little bit, yeah. Like, he's just a hot incel. That's my take about him. Uh,. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, some girls fawn over him, uh, and and then we meet the secondary character, uh, who goes by the cruel princess, uh, Aki. She has a longer name she's usually called by, yeah. but she has the shorter name, Aki. Yeah, Adagaki. Definitely just going Aki. <laughs> uh, so, uh, she publicly rejects this one dude and gives him a shitty nickname in front of everybody, embarrassing him, and establishing... The, the characters we have at play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first episode, I actually think it's very well done, right? right. Because you you have already shared the sort of premise of the show, yep. but if you don't know the premise of the show, there's sort of a light twist at the end of episode one in how they reveal it that I think is pretty well done. 
Uh, because how it, how it appears is, oh, okay, and now uh, Masamune, he falls for Aki, right? Uh, he studies up on her. Uh, he ends up following uh, following the lackey uh, to find a private lunch before uh, notifying them. Uh, oh, uh, but before all of this, there's also a really weird bit where there's a chubby kid who asks out Aki and he gets rejected. But also, like, chubby kid, uh, I don't know, there's some, like, line that, like, maybe he was, maybe he was gonna be something. Uh, but no, they, it's a real weird character. We'll get into more of that. Yep. Um, anyway, so Masamune, he finds Aki and, and her lackey, who I don't know the lackey's name. Yoshino. Um, Yoshino. Uh, Yoshino. And, and Aki is just eating so much food, <laughs> to which... Your favorite trope. I know. Wow, that's so much personality. Not only, Eating food. Not only Crazy. is she a bitch, but she likes to eat food. Wow. No, no, but it's not a character to just eat food. It's a character if they eat food, and yet they're still hot. See, that that's the character. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's, it's always dumb. So, then we have Masamune. He sort of just negs her about the calories in the food. I don't know. It's weird. Masamune is an asshole, but the show <laughs> doesn't embrace that, which will be... I'll get more into that critique. Uh, and sort of to to, to give a pre-summary of, of some of my thoughts, all of the characters are assholes, but they don't own it nearly <laughs> as much as they should, and that makes the show work. Mm. Uh, continuing on, there because he now has dirt on Aki, namely she eats food uh <laughs> the, mm. like the i like my fact... girls to not eat food <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh it, it's very very strange and it's like she eats a lot and unironically it's implied she eats a lot because of her traumatic past mm -mm. i i don't know man it, it's going in a weird direction uh, yeah don't worry that won't get explored as far as i'm aware <laughs> I don't know if that's better or worse. I mean, uh, I mean it kind of does, but at the same time, it's like, not, I don't see how that's, I don't see how that does that. I don't, it <laughs> it's like, I don't know how these are connected. Yeah, I don't know how it makes a whole lot of sense, but anyways, continue. It, it's like, oh, I've been scared of fights ever since my printer start, stopped working. What? Pardon? Uh, are these connected, or, huh? It's, it's, it's more along the lines of, oh man, I've always been scared of heights ever since I, I fell off of that, like, one foot stool. <laughs> all right perfect like so it, it's a rather of severity and not so much disjointed so uh masabune starts sort of hanging out with aki but also not really but it starts some rumors that maybe they're friendly with one another who knows relatively irrelevant mm -hmm. uh one day aki and uh yoshino uh, they're walking home um yoshino is sent away for something and uh, the walk home is interrupted by the chubby guy from earlier, who I thought it would be really interesting to have him as like a tertiary sort of benevolent antagonist of the series, right? Mm. Where he could just sort of represent everything that Masamune isn't, right? Mm. He could be chubby, but self-assured and sincere. Mm. Uh, and it's like, that. it's a super simple story beat. It's like, it's practically begging to happen. Uh, chubby Kid is the only not super attractive kid in the entire show. Mm. So it's like, oh, okay, so they, they had to have done this for, like, a reason. Uh, no, he, Chubby Kid's actually a psycho. <laughs> he is <laughs> insane, actually. Um, he shows up to Aki. He 
she tries to walk away. He grabs her hair, like fistful of hair, and then grabs a strand. He has scissors and he's getting ready to cut it. So he's lost the plot. He's out of his <laughs> mind. Things have escalated very quickly for this character who does not matter. But Aki is saved by Masamune. He shows up. He grabs the scissors, cutting his own hand, scares off the chubby kid, and saves Aki. Real weird. <laughs> Real weird. Um, don't, don't understand the purpose of that scene besides saving them. And I feel like there would be better ways to do that. Especially because they have a better, like, saving scene later on. Mm. So, I don't know, man. Nonetheless, a chubby kid runs away. And we get finally get some info on Masamune's background. Which is he used to be really uh, fat. And he used to be really down on himself. And he got rejected by Aki. And so he wants revenge. So it sets up that little twist. Which I, I thought is well done. Because otherwise, it gives the impression of just a plain old... Pretty boring rom-com. So the twist re-energizes it, right? Mm. And I think it's a pretty good setup. And then at the very end of the episode, uh, he gets to his locker and he sees the nickname written down. It's like, okay, okay. And even it captures the tone really well here. Like, I, I would make a Death Note comparison, oddly enough. Really? Uh, I'd make it where everything is sort of like heightened and intense in a, in a pretty self-aware way but also a way that makes you invested because everyone has their own motives every who, who's on whose side who's doing what right and it's really interesting um and episode two we we continue that so now it's all right who who sent the letter um what's going on how am i gonna get revenge and win this girl over right mm -hmm. uh we get a scene where yoshino the lackey is buying sandwiches for aki uh but she gets pushed back by the ravenous sandwich crowds uh and like her panties are on full display. The show's horny. I will say, show's yeah. quite horny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, make make no doubt about it. Show, show's very horny. And the and the length of time that uh, <laughs> her skirt is flipped up in, in this scene is hilariously long in the worst way. <laughs> yeah. She just, like, <laughs> she just stays in that position, ass out, just chilling for a while. Um, I'm sort of like, is it a budgeting issue? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we can't. Look, we had the budget to make sure that that skirt flies up, but can it come back the now? Budget to animate it coming back. Now. That 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 that'll take too much. You're asking for too much. It, it's like we need to stay on a shot for like a, an uncomfortably long time. Um, I guess just make it be the panty shot. They won't notice. They'll <laughs> the weeps will be distracted. They'll have no idea it lasted longer than usual. Their neurons will activate, and then when they deactivate, they won't know how much time has passed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Masamune, he goes and buys sandwiches for, for the lackey. Um, and and uh, Yoshino, she goes, she grabs the sandwiches, she gets ready to leave. Uh, but Masamune does, like, the anime arm-to-the-wall thing. Kabedon. What, what Sean said. Weebs, you know, you know what. The thing that would that actually means. get your ass kicked in real life if you did it. Yeah, and then there's a really, really rapey quote-unquote joke where he's essentially like, hey, I got you the sandwiches and now you need to pay me with your body. Mm. Ha ha lol, just kidding. Unless? It's, <laughs> it's really bad and I'm like, okay, so the show has to know he's an asshole, but I don't think the show knows he's an asshole. Like, the show is at its best when everybody is an asshole, but then it pretends that none of them are, and it sort of falls apart. 
and and that will be a recurring theme. Uh, they, it's they... so recurring, in fact, that I read like the majority of the manga to prepare for this episode just to be sure. It it, it they don't they don't address that. No, they're like oh. yeah, it, it thinks they're good people, which is a wild thing. <laughs> These are not good people. No, they are not. Not a single one of them is good. They're very far from good people. And it's like, that's fine. It's fine that they're not good people. Once again, I'm advocating for them to be more open about them being selfish, right? I want them to be more selfish, more self-centered, uh, more self-interested. The problem isn't that they're bad people. It's that the story pretends they aren't. And it's like, no, you'd be, you'd be a much better show if you just recognized what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it, it it's a bit frustrating. Nonetheless. They bring food to Aki, right? Um, and then we we get a scene where Masamune, he's studying shoujo to figure out how to be a romantic. Uh, and these scenes, once again, I, I vibe with this. It just sort of shows that he's a disconnected sociopath. Yes. <laughs> which they should have leaned into harder because <laughs> they have all of the evidence that points to it. But then they back away at every turn. Uh, but we have Masamune, he starts walking home. Right. And all of a sudden he gets trapped and he gets trapped by Yoshino, the lackey. And the lackey calls him Pigfoot, his old nickname, which is like, don't get me wrong. At this point, I had already written that the lackey was definitely the one who knew. Yeah, no, I, I think I think I mentioned at the end of part one that it's like, oh, yeah, there's a there's a note thing that happens because it was so it was answered so goddamn quickly. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> the setup was really good. The setup, I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be like one of the major parts of the whole thing because it's gonna be all right. I need to enact my revenge, but at any point, this unknown factor, someone who knows my history, could fuck it all up, right? Uh, but yeah, no, they don't even get half an episode through before revealing it, and I was like. Oh, I thought that was really solid setup that you just threw away very quickly. And don't get me wrong, like, I had a hunch that was confirmed. You still could have waited a little bit longer. The show, it it's it needs to slow down, <laughs> right? It needs to spend more time doing everything. Frankly, what we have covered should be... I, I think it, everything that has happened should have been in an... 10 to 12 episodes Holy instead shit. of five. <laughs> I know. I wow. think it should have been about half of the speed it currently is. Uh, and just focus more on like subtle development, right? And tone. Mm, man, sounds like you're asking a lot from this anime, Ram. This, this is something like I wanted a slow burn from, but yep. anytime it introduces something interesting, it's like, okay, but now here, let me explain it for you. And I'm like, piece by piece. And it's like, no, all at once. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, but but what about the suspense? It's like, what? Bart? It's very much, it very much does not trust its audience to get the big picture. <laughs> yeah, not at all. And it's so unfortunate because once again, the setup is good. Like, it has good setups. It just then fucks them up very quickly afterwards. Uh, so the Yoshino, the lackey, she explains that uh, she could potentially be helpful to, uh, to Masamune, right? Uh, which I, I, once again, I'll say that's an interesting little setup right here, right? Uh, okay, you completely ruined the suspense of who is it. But it is interesting that Aki's closest person, uh, straight up just like her maid, basically, and her, the family who's been maids for generations, uh, is now willing to 
betray Aki. And it's like, oh, and why is she doing that? And there's many possible motivations, right? Uh, could it be to humble Aki? Could it be to get Masamune out of the picture? Lots of interesting options. They go with relatively boring motivations, but right now the options are open. Uh, but Masamune, he doesn't want to include the lackey. He thinks that'll fuck it all up. Um, then we have a character who I've not mentioned, despite being sort of important, the class representative. Yeah. Uh, who is sort of one of the best friends of Masamune, who's definitely crushing on Masamune. That's it. Yep. And, she and she's sporty. Like, she's very sporty. She's sporty. Um, so it doesn't work out. They have a moment together, I guess. I don't know. Uh, don't worry. They don't address it either. I, like, <laughs> genuinely, uh, something that fucking blew my mind, uh, and I can't remember if it was addressed in the anime or not, but when I re- I read the manga for part of my research on this, uh, like, there is, like, a straight-up line in one, in one of the chapters where it says, oh, yeah, I confessed to Mazumune, and he just straight-up rejected me, and I'm like, did she do that? <laughs> when did well, that I happen? Mean, they sort of have a moment-ish later that we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, but I th- I thought that you could have a, an interesting note here. I thought you could have uh, essentially, right, Masamune, he's in for revenge, and that causes him to overlook the love right in front of him, right? Right. Once again, a solid structure for a story. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Fuck you. Fuck that. Ignore that. Uh, which is unfortunate. Then we get, he, he ends up getting help from the lackey, right? Um... There's some weird stuff about the beautification committee that doesn't... None of this matters. None of this matters. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. So the rep, the representative, she does ask Masamune out on a movie date. And Masamune doesn't really reject her, but doesn't say yes either. Yeah. He's just awkwardly like, I don't know. I might be busy or something. Uh, which, once again, can easily lead into, oh, this this girl, his close friend. She's like the true love interest, but Masamune is going to be so focused on revenge, she's going to overlook that. No, nope, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) What I keep looking for is like interesting drama and stakes because the show implies that they will exist. And the show implies that they will exist very well, but they don't exist. (laughs) Uh, Aki eavesdrops through this and, uh, and actually asks Masamune out and it's like, oh, okay, how's this going to go? She tells him to meet him in the classroom after school. He shows up. She's not there. What's going on? He finds a letter. It begins a scavenger hunt where he finds a series of letters, all culminating into him looking out the window and seeing she has a big sign that just says, I decline. Uh, which is a fun moment, though, once again, could have been stretched out longer. Could have. They're rushing everything <laughs> so much. Anything that I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, it's over. Okay. <laughs> uh, the lackey shows up. She help, She's helping to clean and she chats. And she gives her email address to Masamune, and they're officially in cahoots. Uh, now, episode three. Episode three is where the show figures out what it wants to be, and it's not what I want it to be. <laughs> episode one and two, it kept my interest, despite some critiques, right? Mm-hmm. Because once again, it's still hitting this sort of death note vibe of di- there's alliances and figuring out trying to think two steps ahead of, of the adversary, right? And figure out what's going on. So there's still a lot of interesting moments. Episode three, they decide, no, despite the Death Note elements being the best elements, that's not who we are. We are just a bland harem anime. Cool. Because <laughs> that's what we needed. Another harem anime that doesn't do anything different. 
it, uh, I'm, I'm so, uh, I'm surprisingly disappointed. I'm surprised how disappointed you are, Ren. Because genuinely, like, it had potential. For a moment, I thought it was going to give me what I wanted from Love is War, right? Oh, God. Well, I know, I know. I have, I have controversial opinions about Love is War. Uh, but I thought it was going to give me what I wanted, where it's sort of just this, like, adversarial, uh, Machiavellian sort of romance drama going on, right? Uh, because it, it had the ingredients and it was mixing them well. And I was like, okay. Uh, but no, it, it also doesn't do that. One day I will have that show. Mm. But that's two shows that sort of marketed themselves in that direction that both gave up on that direction. <laughs> both, both, both of them were like, ah. I will say Love's War went a more classy type of romance as opposed to the pure harem that we're going with for this show. But nonetheless. I feel like we need to go do a revisit of Love is War because that hurt me. That hurt me deep inside. Hey, man, I didn't directly insult Love is War. No, but you implied an insult which hurts. <laughs> like, it's a, it's an adjacent hurt, you know? It's like when you throw, like, a bowling ball into a pool and I get splashed with water because I'm on the sidelines, you know? That's just, just what saying, it felt like. I'm just saying, the concept of having two people, right? I mean, it's a tale of his old son. In fact, here's a reason that I may want this so much, John. Uh-oh. <laughs> we've, we've done theater together, right? We have. And there's a type of role that I have gotten a lot of. And I love these roles because I think they're genuinely interesting roles. Um, <laughs> and definitely doesn't speak into you as a person at all. <laughs> definitely doesn't since you've been typecast as this role so many times in your youth. <laughs> so, so the sort of simple version of this role is like, the methodical womanizer, <laughs> which, which I've gotten this role a lot. It's a fun role to have, and it's a fun role to watch, right? Um, and it, it takes something like one of my favorite examples of this, uh, good old Shakespeare, right? Uh, and there, there was one time where I was playing Petruchio in Taming of the Shrew, and Taming of the Shrew, I just want a modern version of that, basically, is what I'm asking for, <laughs> where... You have two very intelligent characters, right, who are just fucking with each other. <laughs> just like, I want it to have that Death Note feeling, but instead of life or death, it's it's romance. And I think it would be so fantastic. I think it would be a great show. But the handful of times that we've had the opportunity to cash in on that concept, both of the anime have, have said, ah, oh, yeah. But actually, never mind. And it's so unfortunate. Oof. It's what I want more of, Sean. Uh, and I know, it's harder. It's a lot more difficult. Uh, first of all, and, and I touched on this earlier, you need to acknowledge it's an asshole move. It is an asshole move to try and and have your characters manipulate one, each, one another, right? But at least for Masamune's Revenge, they're already manipulating each other. It's already everyone's goal but the show pretends, the show is like, oh, but actually they just, they all care about each other and they're all just good folk. No, <laughs> no, they are not. Let them be selfish. Let's let it be acknowledged, right? Let Matsumune actually give a shit about the revenge instead of just giving up on it, right? Uh, and, and you can even like introduce feelings, right? Uh, I, I think what would have been a lot better is he never catches feelings for Aki, right? Right. He catches feelings instead. Four class representative. Cool. But 
he's like, no, but the revenge is more important. I've been planning this for literal years. And if Aki sees me dating the representative, clearly then I wouldn't work with Aki. So he rejects then. Aki does get genuinely invested, right? She gets genuinely invested in Masamune. Uh, she comes out of her shell and then she's crushed. But when she's crushed, Masamune, we like maybe have it so he doesn't even feel good about it. He's like, oh, I in my head, like this revenge fantasy existed better as a fantasy than reality. Now this is just I just sort of feel bad. Have the representative uh, partner up with with a different dude. I don't know. Maybe chubby guy. Make him not a psychopath. <laughs> don't worry, Rem. He is never showing up in the show again. <laughs> ever. in the intro. Like he has. N- <laughs> he he has-, has a prominent role in the intro. He has no repercussions on the remainder of the series. <laughs> you might see him in the background, but that's it. <laughs> Like, he, there's no repercussions oh. for him stabbing a dude. But, like, but just, just imagine, just imagine, like, representative, she finds out chubby kid, he's actually, like, a really great guy. They start dating, right? Um, Masamune, he recognizes he fucks up. He feels super bad for Aki, but Aki's now ignoring him. Um, then he he tries to go to Rep. Rep is happy being with someone else, doesn't need his sorry ass. Uh, th- like, there's so many more interesting dynamics here. That That's what I want. And you, you Sean, you cannot tell me that that would be... Less interesting than bland hair of anime number two. Oh, God, I just looked at the intro. Rem, that's not the guy who went all stabby. What the fuck? No, 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 no. No, that's the uh, quote-unquote uh, alternate fat kid antagonist from the latter half of the story. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I can see how you get confused, but no, 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 no. Completely different character. Completely different character, Rem. <laughs> No, no. I mean, we're n- probably not going to revisit this one, so I'll just tell you who that guy is. Uh, he is a dude who also is called Masamune uh, that <laughs> somewhat resembles a younger fat kid Masamune, and uh, Aki mistakes uh, him for her, uh, him for a f- former fat kid type of thing. What the fuck is going on? I, I wish I could tell you, bud. I wish I could God, tell you. God, this show had so much potential. This show shouldn't have been a bland harem romance. It should have been a dramatic romantic thriller. That's what he should have been. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I've said enough about that. Uh, there's some stuff in episode three about having to take a test. And so it's said that if even a single person fails the upcoming test, everybody will have to be in the supplementary class. Okay. <laughs> That's established right from the get go. So everyone's like, we all need to put in the work. Cool. But then later on, people will fail and only they will go to the supplementary class. (laughs) Maybe it's a translation issue was very weird and confusing. I I think it might be a translation issue. Either that or something behind the scenes, like the teacher like got in trouble for threatening to punish, you know, the whole class for (laughs) one or two students because, you know, that's kind of fucked up if you think about it. Yeah, just just alter your head cannon. Anyway, uh, Masamune he has a dumb friend. Uh, just this sort. He's d- a dumb sort of femboy. Yeah, Shuri. That's their entire character. They're a dumb femboy, <laughs> which you know, wish they could have done more. Uh, don't worry, they won't. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, it the I mean, show takes the 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 strong tradition of if you are not the main two of the romance, and I guess Yoshino the lackey also gets screen time. If you're not one of them. You're irrelevant. 
I mean, there there is some hints that uh, Shuri is interested in uh, in uh, uh, Fujinomiya or uh, Neko, but uh, that's a character that uh, you haven't talked about yet, and that's yeah, we'll, like we'll way get down them. the line. So, so uh, anyway, Masamune tries to tutor the friend. Uh, eventually, they see Aki tutoring uh, Yoshino, and they set up a challenge. They set up a challenge where whoever has collectively the better scores out of the duos, uh, if Masamune and Femboy have better scores, then they get a date. Otherwise, he gets embarrassed, blah, 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 whatever. And Masamune is like, yeah, and then Yoshino is just going to tank the test, right? Because she agreed to help me, so there's no way we can lose. But Yoshino's like, hey, I can't help you in this way. I'll help you on my own timeline. That's not how this works, though, all right, bud? And he's like, ah, shit, Um, which could be interesting, all right? Uh, we've set up conflict. We've set up an obstacle. Uh, how is this going to be resolved? Uh, for no reason, Aki just gets sick on the day of the test. So Masamune wins, I guess. That's it. Uh, but Masamune got sick, uh, because of some bad eggs that his mom gave him. So he gets sick during the test and he's like, oh man, I'm gonna shit my brains out. But then he doesn't go to the bathroom, (laughs) but also he doesn't take the test. I don't really know. <laughs> I, I'm very, because like we, we cut to him being like, oh God, was like the coffee Yoshino gave me, was it laced with something, right? Right. Uh, and then we, we cut and it's after the test and he rushes to go confront Yoshino. But like, so he was in the room the whole time, but he didn't take the test or shit. I- What's the point? <laughs> I think the implication is that because he was so focused on having to take a shit, he failed the test, which, <laughs> y'all, if you got to go that bad, you're going to do one of two things. You're either going to jump out of the test and use the restroom, or you're going to make a quite the disastrous scene in the middle of the test. Either way, you're failing that test, but you should at least show <laughs> which option it was. Yeah, I, I figured just like have him have him ask to use the bathroom and be like, hold no, once the test has started, you may not use the restroom, you know the rules. Uh, even just like have the teacher say a line like that at the start of class or something, right? Uh, and have him be like, well, I gotta go, and then he fails because of that. And he's like, all right, cool. It's just a weirdly confusing way of handling things that could have been fixed very easily. I feel but like that, I, that seems like a trend with this show, Rem. Yeah. Uh, Aki it wasn't there that day, so Masamune wins. So they get to go on a date. Uh, so they go on a date. He arrives where the date's gonna take place, set up by Yoshino, and she's dressed up in dramatic cosplay. Um, and Aki, her character could be interesting because what they try to present Aki as is just sort of like an awkward mean girl, right? Mm-hmm. So she's like super mean and confident and powerful, but actually at her core, she's awkward and socially inept, which that is a strong core for a character. They, I will say they do try to emphasize that, but, uh, here's the problem. Yeah. No. Here's the problem. <laughs> yeah. She's. You can't have her be a proper asshole because she needs to be cute. You can't have her be properly socially inept and awkward because she needs to be cute. So she can only be like the the cute version of those things that you often see in romance, right? It, it's the like, oh man, I don't know how to interact with people. Fortunately, they just like fawn over me and I just, and I, I, I blush and that's how I'm awkward, right? And it's like, oh yeah, blushing makes you so awkward. It's just not, once again, embrace the negative qualities and you'd have a better show. Uh, And you could still show the complexity and the favorable things. 
You just need to also embrace the bad with the good instead of sort of ignoring the bad. Uh, they go on a date. Um, oh, no, none of it really matters. No, it doesn't. You could genuinely just jump to the next episode at that point. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's some more pervy moments. I don't know. They go on a date. It has its ups and downs. Whatever. Uh, episode four. Uh, we have Matsumura. He he studies more shoujo, and he decides that he's going to use some shoujo lines on Aki, and they're cringe as fuck. And the show acknowledges this. Thank God. <laughs> the show is like, oh, yeah, she found that to be super creepy and weird, actually. Uh, which, yes. Finally, <laughs> because they were creepy and weird and off-putting, and it's like this should ex be exactly what we see more of. Uh, so you know that's that's a plus. Um, the lackey is like, you need to withdraw, act cold, right? Um, good old like pickup artistry nonsense. So he acts cold, and he's like, oh, this is working, this is working. But then Aki ignores him, and he's like, ah, shit, this isn't working, this isn't working. Uh, but then, after she ignores him, then she just confronts him, also. Um, and it's like, stuff like this, it'd be great to, once again, lean into that Death Note style, where it's it's this, who's gonna break first, what strategies can be employed, right? Getting into the other one's head. But no, uh, she confronts him, and is like, hey, what the fuck? And she becomes, like, super self-conscious. He expresses that he likes her, and she's like, but why? And he has no reason, and they awkwardly leave. Uh, I don't know. Not a great scene. Once again, it's happening all too quickly. I think it's okay. At this stage, maybe Aki should be hinting that she she has feelings. But no, she is 100% smitten. She is deeply in love with Masamune already. It's episode four. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, even normal romance with, like, characters who should be able to be won over don't happen this fast. It's... Ah, the show could have been so good. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Rem, I did not realize that I, that I, I was causing you so much like genuine distress with this one. It, it's had all the right ingredients, John. It had all the right ingredients. And then it chewed them up and spat them on the ground and was like, there's your fucking plate. And I was like, what the fuck? Why? Uh, so, and you also notice a lot happens every episode. Uh, your listeners will be able to tell because that should be the end of the episode. No, it <laughs> isn't. Yep. We have half of the episode to go. Every episode could be cut in two and it would be better, which is not something I usually say. Yeah, just for frame of reference, uh, since you might find it interesting, uh, this uh, first season is 12 episodes and it, it it covers 29 chapters of the manga. But that should be a normal amount. You'd think that, wouldn't you? So that that leads me to think that the manga is also rushed. Oh, it is so rushed, Rem. <laughs> It is so, so it's a rushed. source problem, not an adaptation problem. Yes. For once, actually not just for once, it happens all the time, but especially this time, it is very much a source problem. Because, like, I, I don't always do this for shows, uh, but sometimes I'm curious enough, and if I don't have any new chapters of the manga I actually want to read out, I will just start binging manga that I know for a fact I don't like. Uh, I don't have a problem. I just like content. Uh, <laughs> even if it's bad. And... Like, genuinely, I looked down at, like, what was going on plot-wise, and I was like, oh, this feels like about, like, a chapter 40 or 50 point. Uh, no, it was only chapter 20. And I was like, hmm, this is really rushed and very unfortunate, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, the second half of this episode, uh, uh, like, we, we have Masamune, he tries to give a letter to Aki, but she just throws it away, and she's like, I despise you, she runs away. The lackey helps, 
Uh, but Aki, she's she's uh, emotional. She's in the park. Uh, she feels guilty for skipping class. She's just super down on herself, which I guess her nice humani- humanizing moment. Uh, and apparently we learned that Aki saw Masamune with Lackey and thinks there's something going on, and that's why. The Lackey comes to comfort Aki. They have a chat, uh, and it's explained, like, oh, no, he, like, Masamune, he's actually super into you, Aki. Uh, we were just talking about how into you he was. And the scene just... So- sort of ends there um there's nothing more explored on that front it's like oh there could be interesting miscommunication here no not really they're just like nope uh aki walks solo and thinks to herself uh before almost getting hit by a car uh but she's saved at the last second by uh masamune and he saves her from the car and they're in each other's arms and they're about to kiss before they're interrupted by this christian girl who apparently knows Masamune and gives him a big embrace uh, and is super in love with him. I know you said that she's a Christian girl, uh, but literally after this point, you'll never see that cross again. What? Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't <Cool>. worry about it. <laughs> cool. It seems to be a really important part of her character. It's there. not. It's not. It's really not. Like, she went to a Christian school. That's it. <laughs> okay. So this character, her name is Neko. She, once again, it's like she should be in the Death Note variety of the show that I want. Mm. But she's actually just in the harem version of the anime. Mm. Because she's hyper manipulative, right? We quickly learn Masamune has no idea who she is. Uh, Aki leaves pissed and angry because what the fuck is this nonsense? Uh, And Neko explains like, oh, this should be a fun game. She transfers into the school and she starts talking about how, um, oh yes, uh, Masamune is the reason I transferred and this is how we know each other, right? But the story is a lie. Uh, She tells the story from their past, but he was awkward chubby fuck then. She can't be telling the truth. So what's going on? Um, And at one point she like fakes coughing up blood, but it's actually just ketchup. Uh... So she's like a compulsive liar, a crazy manipulative bitch, which could be interesting. But for the show, the most important part of her character is that she doesn't wear panties. So, uh, you know, the show's priorities are very different from what I care about. <laughs> you want <laughs> There's a divergence. You here. want interesting, dark, Machiavellian, manipulative characters. And the show's just like, y'all wouldn't be hilarious if she didn't wear panties, though. And it's like... <sighs> Why does this show even pretend to be anything else, man? <laughs> because what it's pretending to be, it's pretending quite well. <laughs> it's like, no, you you're doing better at what you're pretending to be than what you actually are. Oh goodness. The dishonesty is what's killing you, Rem. Oh, I'm so sorry. Fucking sucks. Anyway, uh he confronts her about lying and Neko's like, hey, we know the truth, and so we should just keep that on the down low. Uh, but then she goes and she could, Neko confronts Aki and is like, oh, Masamune is super into you. But then she reveals she has no panties, uh, which uh, Masamune is distracted by and gets Aki even more pissed. Which once again, like, okay, these could be interesting things. Uh, Aki runs away. Masamune chases after her. Uh, she accidentally smacks a teacher. So she has to clean a pool with, uh, with Mas- Masamune. Uh, he sprays Aki, and they have some fun. She struggles with a bucket. Then she falls into the pool, and she can't swim. So he saves her life for the third time. Uh, it's sort of 
like this is the only thing they have to move their relationship forward. <laughs> this is it. Bonding through trauma is healthy, isn't it? Hey. Uh, so he saves her and uh, and is like passive aggressive about it. And he's like, all right, obviously I like you. She's like, prove it. And he, he's like, how? And she's like, with a kiss. And that's how the episode ends. <gasps> I bet you can predict what's going to happen in that next episode. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll make a few predictions. First, uh, kiss will be interrupted probably by Neko uh, or it could be ha- ha- happenstance. Uh, with Neko, uh, I, I officially think, especially with the, the information you've given me, mm-hmm. I think she met the other Masamune. Um, and that maybe chubby Masamune used to be fit Masamune <laughs> or something. Uh, haven't gotten to that point in the manga because I stopped reading because I thought, mm, this is dumb. I should stop reading. So you, you haven't gotten to her motivation yet. Genuinely, genuinely, Rem, what I got to was uh, her getting fully rejected by Masamune. Uh, and then her going overseas to get a surgery. What the fuck? <laughs> and then she comes back like three chapters later. I'm so done with this shit. All right. <laughs> no, All right. Rem, you're you're looking, you're you're digging, you're digging real deep. You're trying to find what the show wants John, to be. John, do you do you remember when we watched Hereditary years, oh. years ago <laughs> in theaters when it first came out? Oh so, God, Hereditary. A uh, <laughs> wildly beloved movie. A lot of people say it's one of the scariest movies of all time. One of the best horror movies of all time. Oof. Uh, Sean and I Disagree. think it's trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We think it is a bad movie. We love horror. We think it's a bad movie. And we went and saw it with a bunch of friends who were super into horror. And at the end, all of us were like, wow, it's really bad. And then I looked up the reviews and I was like, wow, people, I could not find, this was like opening weekend, but there were still plenty of reviews. I couldn't find a bad one. Oh, I did uh, find I one. I did find one bad review, but then I looked at all of his other reviews, and it oh like, yeah, 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 it was bad reviews for bad reviews' sake, and like he had some really cracked opinions on actually good things, which are very unfortunate. Yeah, and there were over like a hundred reviews that day that we looked. Yeah, so it was bad. But as Sean and I were watching in the theater, right? First of all, we're obnoxious. We're talking in the theater. <laughs> to be fair, we, though, we were like at the very front. Uh, and... There were not people around us. Yes. Uh, oh. we, we, we try to be generally courteous to that level. We're, we're podcasters uh, though. So we have to talk about media that we watch. It, it's yeah. just intrinsic. And halfway through watching hereditary, right. Where we were like, oh, this seems bad. We started a headcanon where we're like, oh, actually, what if they're doing this? And it's actually genius. And until the last five minutes, it all pointed to the direction we had created and we were hyped as fuck. And then it, we realized, no, it's not doing the really smart thing that we had come up with and thought it was doing it's actually just as stupid as we thought it was going to be at the start uh which was wildly disappointing and that's how how i feel here it's like oh okay wow it's gonna do a lot of really cool stuff and then it just doesn't it's just another harem anime a slight tangent that's gonna make you upset uh hereditary is still sitting at 89 percent on rotten tomatoes way too much y'all way too much it's a bad movie the the audience midsummer is... is a little bit better Midsummer is the better version of Hereditary. Hereditary's all trash all the time. Although I will say the audience score is at 68%, which is a little better. Okay, I'll, I'll take what I can get. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so long story short, Masamune's Revenge. I shouldn't have gotten this invested. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have, Rem. I didn't think you would get in this invested. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I'm i sorry that you, you dug so deep, man. 
And I ju just want my dramatic Machiavellian romance with really smart characters with smart stratagems fucking with each other and acknowledging that by doing so, they're not great people. <laughs> well, Rem, uh, if you had to guess... If you have recommendations like that, send them our way, please. And don't send in Love is War because that doesn't have exactly what he's asking for. Even I will admit that. Yes. Lo love is I, I I maintain Love is War. It had a good premise and then it gave up on its premise. But when it gave up on its premise, it became better. Uh, I'm, I'm actually amazed you remembered your very specific opinion on that. Uh... Oh, yeah. There, there's, I, I can maintain like 10 of my anime opinions. <laughs> and Most kept... of the time people are like, oh man, this anime. And I'm like, is that one we've watched? And they're like, yeah, you had very strong feelings. And I'm like, did I? <laughs> Not strong enough to remember, apparently. But you've remembered that one for three years. So, hey, good on you. Uh, oh, it's been three years. It we've has been, been three years. Yeah, the third, long. the third season is airing right now. Fucking hell. Uh, but uh, any guesses on what the mal score for this anime is, Rem? I think it'll be surprisingly high because I, I, I will say the characterization is better than most romance. It's wildly flawed. I won't say it's good, but it's better. I'm going to say 7.76. Okay. Uh, with a uh, surprisingly high amount of ratings, uh, with 434,000 ratings uh, on Mal, uh, Masamune Kun no Revenge is sitting nice and, uh, I wouldn't say pretty, but it's sitting nicely at 6.75. What the fuck? Yeah. All right, wait, wait, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> I... <laughs> Look, I know why I don't like it. Why don't the weebs like it? What are the weebs angry about? <laughs> Look, weebs, with all due respect, right? I've listed a lot of reasons for why I dislike it, right? But none of the reasons I've listed have ever stopped you jabronis before. <laughs> like, <laughs> nothing, nothing that I have said about Masamune's Revenge has ever stopped you guys from rating it, like, at least 7.5. So I am <laughs> so fucking confused why it has such a trash score. Oh, God. Uh... What? <laughs> Uh, believe it or not, Rem, uh, this is one of the few anime where most people seem to agree with you for a, uh, on a broad strokes, but not quite as specific a desire as yours. Uh, people are tend to be frustrated with the direction it was going and how it wasn't about the revenge as much, and a lot of people didn't fully finish it, and the people who did fully finish it say the ending was absolutely garbage uh, of that first season. Uh, and, like, it has some serious dissenters amongst the crowd. Uh, there are some. There, there are the uh, typical like we fan bases like, "Hey, this is a harem anime, but it's got smarts behind it," and no, it's pretending to have smarts is what it's doing. Um, I'm so confused. But a lot of people actually saw through the like the fakeness of it, and it didn't sit well with them. This is still an above average harem anime, you fucks. <laughs> like, look, look, I will trash it. But I will, I will defend it based on the weep criteria. Like, following the weep criteria, look, y'all, this is better than a lot of the nonsense we've covered. Is it good? No! No, it is not! We're in agreement there. But, is it better than a lot of the stuff that y'all seem to enjoy a lot more? Yes! <laughs> so much! I don't understand. 
This episode tilted me so much. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to tell you this much. I just thought it's been a while since we've covered something in the in the six range, and I had a good intro bit planned for it. Uh, I did not expect <laughs> to go this d- in depth with Masamune. Weebs, explain yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I expect answers. Wow. Oh boy. Oh god. Uh, want to know what's even more confusing about this whole thing, Ram? What? I mentioned how there's a possibility of a second season, right? Yeah. Want to know what the only source for the possibility of the second season is? What? The official anime's Twitter on April 1st dropped... <laughs> yeah, wait, hold on, not done. Dropped a teaser image for the third season of Masune Kun. <laughs> and then a day later, it's like, oh... Uh, Dropped a second image and I was like, oh, whoops, actually we mean the second season. What? <laughs> and I, I can't fully read Japanese, so I don't know the full context of it, but that was literally the only source I could find for like the the theoretical second season of this anime that that this came out in 2017 originally. You know, and it wasn't high on anybody's list for like a second season. But the fact that the the Twitter dropped that uh, quote-unquote bombshell as a joke initially and then it's like hey but actually look at this is the most buck wild thing and it, it really exemplifies the fact that hey we've got an idea let's not go all the way with it <laughs> i'm still blown away from the rating oh yeah no no yeah 6.75 with 434,000 ratings because because here, here's how i feel sean right right Masamune's revenge you just give like rob russell's prize right okay and we all look at that and we're like, yeah, no, no, we're not having a good time. I'm like, cool. But then Weeps are over here just eating eating straight up paper. <laughs> just paper straight from the printer. And they're like, this is good shit. So then when they say the Brussels sprouts are trash, right? I'm like, look, I agree with you that this is trash. What criteria are you basing it on anymore? <laughs> I no longer understand your taste buds because you have said that worse is better. I think people just di- just aren't happy with the dishonesty, Rem. I feel like that's the issue. There's been other dishonest shows, though! It's true. It's true. I've made this critique before! <laughs> but this one, the dishonesty was so obvious that even, like, the least cultured of the uh, anime fan base uh, were like, y'all, this, this, this has got some problems. Because <laughs> in Weep Speak, anything below a 7 is absolute garbage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which I agree here. But so much more should be here and be below this one. Uh, Once again, I will reemphasize, this is a bad anime, but it's an above average harem anime. So you're saying the rating is a bit more accurate, but not by weeb standards. It's closer to my rating, right? Mm. Because it's lower. But it's further away from the weeb rating I think it deserves. Well, with that in mind, Rem, I think it's time to uh, release you from this fresh hell that you've been, uh, you've, Put yourself in, quite frankly. Uh, any chance you'd like to watch a little bit more Masamune Kun's no. Revenge? No? <laughs> I, didn't even get I don't want to be disappointed even further. Oh, trust me. like it's It'll re- have moments that'll that'll get my hopes up. I'll be like, oh, this is this would be really interesting if they did this with it. And then they'll, we'll, then they'll be like, nah, but we're not gonna. Yeah, no, like the, mo- the manga is only like 60 chapters at most. And I couldn't even force myself to finish that. And I'm the, I'm the type of person who can read 100 chapters a day. Like, easily. Yeah. Like, even if it's not something I enjoy. So, don't worry, Rem. Don't worry. I won't disappoint you further. <laughs> with this anime, at least. Uh, yeah. But with that in mind, thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. 
if you enjoyed Rem giving himself yet another existential crisis, all of his own volition, uh, then please head on over to wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and live, uh, leave us a review. It means the world to us, and we do read every single one. And if you'd like to support us more directly, we do have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext, where myself, Remington, and Dylan occasionally play video games very poorly. But if that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext, where you can gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to have your name read aloud on the podcast. So, Remington, who are we thanking this week? As always, we would like to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls. But moving on, we get to our yandere waifus, who will publicly shame us and give us a very embarrassing nickname. And on that list, we have Alex, Xanax, you crazy bastards did it, I made it to finals week and will graduate in May, I truly had the power of God and anime on my side, Yant the Mailman, Yandere Neko, you hear, Why Shown Why Sean, Walk Me Home Gently, Wacky Hypotheticals, Yuliana, Tyler Worley, Trenton Farrell, Travis J. Humphrey, Totally God, Titan CNH, Tim Westy, The Susanator shows is shown in trash, aka data type, the Susanator, uh, that film guy, that was the worst throw ever of all time, Tetsuo 13, taste testing the anime out of contest casts yogurt. Oh yeah. no. Uh, sorry guys, I lost control last time, I forgot to count characters, and that fucking stupid website cuts me off, but I'm calm now. <laughs> <laughs> Silent secondary. Uh, Sean yawns, boy I'm tired. Sean yawns, me too. Sean yawns, me too. Uh, but Sean and yawns is spelled differently each time. Of course um, it is. I was like, oh, what's the, is it a spelling that's, goof? It's that's, a spelling goof, isn't it? I, I do like spelling yawn Y-E-A-M. <laughs> yeah. It's real good. It's real good. Uh, Sean, can I tickle you? Uh, yes, you can. Sean what? is producing your Ruby adaptation, so my yay cosplay we relevant again. School days in Clanhead for the feels. Salty Pretzel. Hmm. Run, she's a ghost and a bitch. Ross Palmer. Rhiannon Williams. Rem is a bland bitch, soon to protagonist. Remington Merrill. Rem was too busy remembering his bug trauma to say new Seven Deadly Sins and Bunny Girl Senpai sets are coming to White Swords. Uh, Rem gave me depression. No Waifu, no Laifu. Nick Harvey. Nando the Mando. Mike the Mutilator. Mikaika Seven Hierto. Mexican Gun Freaks. Matthew Drum says Sean's bitch. Matt O2Max. Lizzie Anthea. Lukio. Casey Mosley. Cassidy. Just a Traveler. Julian Garcia. Jax. Jam Hands. It's Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Let's watch some etchy BS. I want Rem to ruin Darling and the Franks for me. I guess you're on Keter duty. Hunter Davies. Hey, you, slob on my knob like corn on the cob. Then give me head like a Rem in bed. Do a moan. Hey, everyone, come check out my new podcast, Anime Talk with Rem, where I, Remington Chase, finally admit that I'm a massive wee. Uh, helium, nitrogen, tantalum, iodine, arsenic sulfide. Uh, Glenn Michael Dolan, fuck of love, fox, and boy. Finally got my husband to admit that uh, boy love anime has a cute romance story. Now to make him watch Takachi and ruin that thought. Farmer Weeb's bad pickup line of the week is your is your ass an NFT because its value be different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, uh, now announcing the anime out of context NFT. No, uh, we, fuck it's off. the it's the least fungible token. We sell you, Sean. Uh, hey, hold on. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> we we put Sean not as data. We put him into the blockchain. Oh God. I'm, that's how it works. Trust me. I'm an expert. Uh, uh, I am at least as much of an expert as 90% of the people giving NFT advice. Uh, uh, hey, you want some NFT advice, y'all? Uh, don't. It's a scam. And it hurts the <laughs> environment. And if you do, I hate you. Like, objectively. Like, if you're into NFTs, I do hate you. 
No, no oh. limits here. Like, there's like basically Hitler. Basically. Hitler. <laughs> oh, Fantide, Extreme Cobra, Epigamy. Dylan's masculine meow is now my fit new notification. Dramatic T, Dark Swarm 713, Creed 13, Chai 900, Cheese Monkey, Cage in the House. By the way, what are you doing here, Onisama? Asks Misaka, beginning her interrogation. Brock Hard for Geodudes, Bovril, it's beef juice you drink on purpose. Big Blue Bear Boy, Ashley Poe and Andrew Poe, Ariel Bird, anyone who defends a redo of Healer belongs on a government watch list. Okay. Announcement for all Genshin players, the age of consent is 18. Uh, Elise Howard and AJ Honey, thank you all so much, we really appreciate it. But moving on, we get to the Boy Wizard tier, where uh, each of you is going to get a a great revenge movie to, to watch. Uh, so we start with World Trigger is my favorite anime. Sean, have you seen it? Yes, I have. I've read it too. I'm caught up in the manga. Whether or not, uh, I'll keep my opinions to myself for now, though. <laughs> Fair. Uh, you get Taken. Uh, warning, you're 799 episodes away. You get The Equalizer, which I am not familiar with. Neither am I. Uh, Vincent Calabresi, you get John Wick. That's a good one. Uh, Team Dulu has annexed Capital Reef National Park and Ice Age declare it's the best place to view the stars. Hashtag Team Dulu Utah Invasion. Uh, you get Kill Bill, uh, which to any of our non-patrons who are, are listening to the shoutouts, uh, there, there's oddly Kill Bill, Joey Wheeler related content on the Patreon. It's, it's uh, very niche. It's very niche. I can't say I recommend it. <laughs> if you're a fan of anime out of context, Kill Bill and Joey Wheeler. <laughs> uh, stick Meat, uh, you are going to get The Handmaiden. I'm familiar with that one. Uh, Rika is the best waifu. You get Promising Young Woman. Uh, Rat Visa, the Finnish, and the one who summoned seven heroes from across Earth's history. Uh, you, you get a classic, the Count of Monte Cristo. Mm. Pocky Gamer 513, you get Lady Snowblood. Sounds like a discount Marvel villain. <laughs> please do Angel Beats, please. You get Old Boy. It's just it's just about a, a boy, but he's real old and he wants revenge. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I just looked up the synopsis for Lady Snowblood and it is a heavy start. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That makes sense. These are revenge movies. They often have very heavy starts. Yeah, no, but like... Re revenge movies are known for being like, opening, worst thing you can imagine. Let's move from here. Yeah, no, like, oof. Uh, then we have P.L. Mayer. You get Mean Girl. Uh, my Afro <laughs> ate my dog. You get Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Is that a revenge? I guess it of is. Of course it's a re What do you mean, is that a revenge? It's obviously a revenge. Yeah, that is true. He's after the judge, my dude. That, oh, that's right. I just, it's been so long since I've read it. And... <laughs> You're like, oh, I see the first time Sean saw it, it was on the cooking channel. And... <laughs> so yeah, he just no, had a I, was, separate... I was looking for recipe advice. Yeah, he, he was like, I thought it was just a show about, you know, the real... you, are you passionate about cutting hair? Are you passionate about pie? I have the show for you. The real sad <laughs> thing is I did uh, for, for my, uh, for my, uh, what's it called? My stage crew class. I did a set design for Sweeney Todd. Uh, that was the last time I read it. And uh, now all I can remember is meat pies and uh, the idea of having a whole set built around the center lamppost. And that... Oh man. So I, 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 I played a scene Todd for like a small, a small uh, like duet scene in also in high school. And that was lovely. I, I Sweeney Todd fun character. Yeah. Yeah. I need to rewatch it or reread it or I just need to, I'd like to see it live once. That'd be nice theater anyway continue <laughs> yeah uh momo the griff you get revenge yep uh mike wants an overlord review django unchained okay yep that one's definitely revenge <laughs> yes yes uh miguel Delion, i saw the devil 
Uh, Maitawa says, if you ever review Monogatari series, I insist on three arcs rule, you get the First Wives Club. It's about mistreated women, apparently, who uh, take revenge on their hu husbands. Mm. Uh, Inuyasha is my favorite crypt. It says, you must be a light switch, because every time I see you, you turn me on. Uh, you get the Nightingale. I'm not familiar at all. That, I just looked up the, the First Wives Club out of curiosity. It has a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's on Colliders.com's best revenge movies <laughs> I, something tells me something tells me that you're not on a very reputable site there rem uh, i rem want everyone to know that i suck and that i'm a girl and i like ribbons in my hair and that i want to kiss all the boys uh you get carrie uh hinata's ball of sunshine you get unforgiven oh wow uh how do you d describe uh a revenge movie without calling it a revenge movie <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yep uh hey kids those bits get into a best fetch you get cape fear Harrison, you're going to get Blue Ruin. You're getting a bunch that I just, I don't know. I have no idea of any of these. Yeah, dudes. no, like, I'm Googling them as you're saying them. And I'm just trying to, like, do I know these? No, I don't. I, I really don't. Uh, apparently, this one's very good. It's got 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> like, uh, go ahead. Call the cops. It won't unvirgin the olive oil. Uh, you get Hard Candy, which, oh, God, that's an intense. All right, moving on. <laughs> Uh, gay as oh, fuck, Jesus. but without the fuck, because I'm ace. You get the Lady Eve. Uh, Fisherman from Norway, you get Ocean's Eleven. Uh, do not read aloud. I don't understand it. Should I read it aloud? Uh. I'll, I'm going to read it aloud and let Dylan decide whether I read it aloud or not. Okay. <laughs> it's either It's either a Warhammer reference, or they are legitimately talking about taking out uh, uh, the LDS church in Utah. Uh <laughs> Because an ecclesiarchy is a uh, ecclesiarchy yes. is a government ruled or in conjunction with religion, a church state. Uh, so look with the context that we live in Utah, that's a possibility. But mm, man, I don't know how to interpret that. It, oh, it could also they did be say a, do not read it aloud. Yeah, it it could also be a very niche anime reference that I'm just it's going over my head right now. I don't know, Dylan. Right. Do do a quick Google, see if it should be cut out or not. Uh, next we have. Oh wait, no. Did I give you one yet? I don't think I gave them one. Uh, you get Gone Girl, uh, which I always, whenever I see it, I only think of Gilmore Girls, <laughs> which... Oh, that would make the Genuinely, for, the, for 20 years of my life, I thought they were the same, and anytime I would see, like, Gone Girl recommended, I'd be like, why is this showing up on my recommendations? That is nothing at all what I'm trying to search for. God, Gilmore uh, Girls would have been a wildly <laughs> different show if it went like Gone Girl did. <laughs> Uh, uh, Demon Ray 13, you get The Crow. Uh, All Father's Curse Fact of the Week, you wasted an hour listening to weebs talk about an anime. Yes, Rem, you're a weeb. Uh, disagree, but you get Upgrade. Uh, Aaron Hegland, you get The Man from Nowhere. Uh, and last but not least, we have two sections. I have to show you my Rule 34 of Yui. It is my favorite of my many folders. You get Anime Out of Context. <laughs> <laughs> Who's taking revenge on who? Depends on the week. Truly. Uh, next up, we move to the inappropriate Joey Wheeler tier, where this week, uh, I, I can't think of a super relevant thing to tie it in, so y'all are just gonna get some Joey Wheeler quotes that <laughs> describe, that describe you as people. Um, so, first we start out with, the redneck weeb returns thanks to moonshine and jiggle physics. Uh, Sean, choose a number between one and ten. Uh, let's go with three. Alright, so what describes you, redneck weeb, is... Go ahead, Tristan. Eat all the pages you like. Oh, God, it's from the four kids dub. <laughs> eat eat your knowledge, redneck weeb. Uh, Sean, we should 
Sean, we should watch Helsinger Bridge next week. Um, again, what what number describes them, Sean? Uh, they feel like a uh, six. All right, what describes you is I'm going to file this under the category of not good. Wow, that's a pretty fucked up way to describe our Patreon, Sean. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey, I chose a ooh, number. I didn't choose the quote. Pretty messed up, Sean. Okay, listen Next here. up, we have Magic Ice Ball. What number? Uh, five. Okay, that's it. There's only one duelist that could be that annoying. Wow, Sean. <laughs> he's talking you about Kaiba. Are... He's talking about Kaiba. I swear to God. First of all, he's talking about my Valentine. Second of oh, all, right. it's the quote you chose to describe Magic Ice Ball, and I just find that to be a bit harsh. Uh, next, we have my dear old mom. What number? Uh, you son of a bitch. One. I'll send you to the hospital. <laughs> are you threatening my mother, Sean? <laughs> also, why are, why are Joey's lines so combative? Well, because he's supposed to be like the tough guy character. Like he, he, he starts out the <laughs> series Joe by being really? a bully. He starts out by Holy being a bully. Shit. Do you not recall? I mean, Grant, he's, he's supposed to be a tough guy. Yeah, no, he's supposed to be like a, a tough guy delinquent character. It's oh that's some Yu-Gi-Oh God. Zero shit that doesn't Holy get addressed shit. in the four kids version, obviously. Uh, but no, genuinely, like it starts off with him picking on Yugi, and then they become friends shortly afterwards. Like, my God. yeah, no, he he's like the stereotypical hot-headed uh, jockey bully type character that beca- <laughs> that has a heart of gold after some character development, you know? I, I cannot look at Joey Wheeler's hair for too long. Otherwise, it, it starts to genuinely fuck with my brain. <laughs> uh, moving, on, moving on, we get to uh, Coral Empire. Nine. All right, what describes you, Coral Empire, is, and I bet it's a trap card. But wait. Yugi knows me, and he knows I would think that. So maybe it's not a trap, maybe it's a monster cut. But what if he knows that I would think that? So it really is a trap. But what if he knows that I know that he knows? Oh, forget it, I'm just gonna attack. Uh, Wait a minute. I am confused. In what circumstance? You're you're like worried whether you should attack or not. There's a face-down card, and you don't know whether it's a monster or a trap? Should be in one of the zones, buddy. Rem, you, you, you forgot. You forget, like uh, first yeah, part of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> there are no rules. They just like I place a card face down, and it's like okay, which slot so, doesn't Coral, matter. Coral Empire, you know, for you, um, don't get bogged down in the details. Just be decisive. Uh, Charles C. Nasbaum, Nasbaum. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. What number? Uh, did I say seven? Uh, no, seven. Then last time I snoozed with dueling cards under my pillow. Uh, so yeah, uh, you'll have bad dreams if you do that. So don't. I think I think it's more like take care of your shit would be the lesson there. Uh, no, no, it is in fact actually after a nightmare. Oh really? Uh, Okay. What they view as a nightmare where Bakura turns evil, but like he actually is evil. Bakura, I am evil. Yeah, no, I get it. I always thought that character was. They always made him seem like he was gonna be relevant at any stage. (laughs) He is down the line. I mean. Sort of. I mean. Uh, next up we have Blood Cell, not the white one. Uh, give them, give them eight. That's Yugi Moto. He defeated Seto Kaiba, and I'm his best friend. And these two are trespassers. So you just need to know who's who are your friends, who are your enemies, and who are the trespassers. Uh, that that's the message there. Uh, anime girl. Oh fuck! There are so many. Four. Yes. Give me a piggyback. You got a deal. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
I, I have no idea the context or the message. Um, anime girl, I don't, um, wheel and deal and piggyback on other success? I don't know what to I don't know. I, I don't think that's good advice either. <laughs> uh, a pearl necklace would look really nice on you. Oh, God. Uh, give them, give them ten. All right, number ten. Uh, what, what describes them is, I found out I hate virtual dogs. So, uh, the message for you is that, um, don't get addicted to Tamagotchi. And, uh, the, is it sad that I know exactly what arc that's from? <laughs> it's from literally the filler, like, VR isekai oh, arc. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, we going above and beyond. We got none other than Dylan Hayden. Oh, crap. Uh, the, 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 the two. Two. I haven't done two. Correct, you have not done two. Hey, I know an insult when I hear one. Look at me when I'm yelling at you. <laughs> the second best quote. Oh, wait, uh, and and for you, Dylan Hayden, you also get the good old classic. Hey, you! I'm walking here. <laughs> uh, thank you all for tuning in. If you want to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. We love and appreciate you very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister. <laughs>